Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What up, homies? Uh, not much. This is Jill. And this is Danny J. What's uh what's going on? Oh, what is going on? I don't know. Life is life. You were you went snowboarding. That looked fun. I did. That was fun. Yeah, it's funny, man. Like whenever I go snowboarding, it feels like when I come back, I feel like I've been gone forever. And it was only like three days, but yeah, it was so fun. Because you're like not really working, you know? Like even if I try to work, I remember like last year I I went snowboarding um and I was trying to promote something and I remember being like, I can't work on this and I was so frustrated. So now I only want to go when I really don't have anything on my plate. So that was good. Um, I don't know. I figured you would let me, you would have mentioned this to me had you seen it. So I assume you didn't see any of this, which is why I want to bring it up live on the uh, on the call. First of all, we have gotten a couple of really amazing reviews lately. And I want to read one because I think this is really, uh, I think this is a lot of what a lot of people feel like. And this is from Adele, who shout out to Adele. I, I know Adele. She's amazing. We've worked together in the past and she is uh, a peer and a, an awesome person. And she said that it's her favorite podcast. And she said, I've been listening to the podcast for the past five years. Shout out. And took a moment the other day to think about why I like what I like about about it so much that really sets it apart from the other podcasts I listen to. One thing that comes to mind is I love the conversational aspect between Danny J and Jill and all of the real life topics they cover. It makes me feel like I'm having coffee with girlfriends. Thanks, ladies. I always look forward to the next episode, which I think is really sweet because I feel like a lot of people have said that to us. Even people are like, you're not an expert, but I do like listening to you. (laughs) We've gotten that quite a bit, which, you know, if you're listening to your girlfriends, you know, you're kind of just talking shit or you're, you know, yes, we have, we, we, we do say in our bio that we are sometimes insightful, but definitely real, definitely raw. So anyway, I wanted you to know we got two one stars lately. And did you know this? What? No. So I don't necessarily want to like give them like airtime, to be honest, But it was really interesting. It sort of like loops back into what we were saying because these two one stars and we got, I I always hate like just talking about the bad stuff because to me, we have so many amazing listeners. We have so many people who have taken the time to write five star reviews. And I always want you guys to know that we appreciate that so much. The two one stars that we got in December were very specific, like on like one thing that we said on like one single episode. So I think these people are maybe newer to the show or like hadn't really listened to that many or just really got super triggered by like one specific thing. Uh, so anyway, I will go let you read them later. Um, but it was it was really interesting. And it kind of goes with what we're talking about today with this idea of seeing something on social media and having to really filter, is this for me? Or is this not for me? And I think that you kind of brought this topic in that we're going to go on today. I know I gave you like a little, now everyone's going to their phone to look at yeah. the, uh, the, the one stars. <laughs> but I don't like giving them airtime because I don't also want to see, I mean, we've done a whole episode on like getting a one star and like all that kind of stuff. And you guys know we always joke like, don't leave a review unless you're going to give us a five star. I mean, we're sort of joking, but we're also just like, 
if there's something about the podcast, to me, one stars don't have that much credibility because if you really want to give like positive, like beneficial feedback or constructive criticism, you'd give like a three or a four or something yeah. like that. And you would like, you know, if give an insight. That's why I kind of like look at these outliers. But it is interesting to me, like how people perceive it. To me, if I don't like, if I don't like something about a podcast, I just don't fucking listen to it. You know, I don't go on there and like air my own personal, you know, specific I don't know how I feel about something, whether it's political or whatever. I'm just like, I just bypass it. Like, that's not for me. And I'm always curious yeah. that we did a whole episode on like, <laughs> remember we talked about like Airbnbs, but like if you something about an Airbnb, you don't like it, just like message them privately about it yes. and say, hey, like the heat didn't work. You might want to get that fixed before the next person comes in. Like, you don't want to like put like a bad review. These people are like livelihood. But I thought it was really, I always think this, this kind of social behavior is always interesting to me. That is very interesting. Now I really want to go look. I swear the other day I looked at new reviews, but maybe it was a couple back if it was December. But thanks, Adele. I remember Adele. I met her in L.A. Mm -hmm. Gosh, yeah, a she few lives years in LA. ago. So. And we yeah. got another one also recent. That Adele was the most recent one. We got another one from uh, Lazi Lori, who said, I love this podcast. These ladies make me feel like they are my own personal cheering section, rooting for me to win. Even when they approach serious topics, it is uplifting. All I want is the best life, which I love. And that Aww, was so great. Love it. I saw that one. I saw that one the other day, actually. So maybe this got Yeah, they were a couple recently. in December. But there was another I one that said, it. I love your podcast. Always interesting and informative. I love the delivery. Great chemistry. So thank you guys so much for that. I just always really, we always appreciate those. And y'all, it's tough out here. So if you are a podcaster, my other thing is if you don't <laughs> love, you know, if you don't love a podcast, either A, just stop listening to it, number one, or B, just, I don't know, start your own podcast with your own things you want to talk about. To me, it could be just that simple. But this kind of, this kind of segues into what you want to shout about today, which I think is a good, similar topic, actually. Yeah. So this... This actually was brought up in a DM conversation I was having, and it it's something that I was thinking about recently anyway. So I posted a little quote about relationships, and then a friend of mine reached out and said, like, just as going through a breakup and kind of a shitty situation, and she felt like this post was making it more confusing. Like she should have stayed, she should have worked harder, she should have done things differently. And I think that we have to, like, this specific post wasn't for everyone, right? It's just... If it fits, it fits. And kind of what I said was, it's almost like the, it's almost like a horoscope where sometimes you're like, oh my God, this is me. And then you read your horoscope another day and you're like, nah, and you just kind of toss it aside. I think so often when it comes to these social media posts, especially when they're something like the holistic psychologist mm. or these like relationship experts or guru, I, I feel like very specifically it tends to trigger me in relationship posts or business posts. And those are the ones I see a lot of. So let's just say, for example, this is my example. I remember back when I was doing network marketing, these, these, uh, I don't know, I guess people, speakers on stage would get up and they would say, like, is, if what would your business look like if everyone on your team was doing what you were doing? And I would get so mad because I was busting my ass and I knew that if everybody on my team was doing what I was doing, my business would blow up. And it was really, that was like the kind of the thing they were saying for everyone else. Because most people would be like, well, I know I'm not doing enough. No wonder why. And kind of look at themselves. And But I was the opposite. So I would get really upset and get really triggered by these comments and kind of blow up or just like go to my mentors and say, I don't understand. They keep saying this. But it's not always 
not every post is for you. And unfortunately, when we're scrolling and we're seeing these little cute little sayings and things like that, we can't asterisk every little thing. And I know Jill and I have had issues with this in the past where even, you know, you've made a post and someone's like, well, what if what if you have mental health issues or what if you have an injury? And it's like, you can't make a star after, after every post. So I really just want to talk about how do you know when the post is for you, when it's important to like step back and, and think about it, and when you can just brush it off instead of getting triggered by these things. Mm-hmm. It's so good. You know, so much of social media now is sound bites. You know, even like if yes. you're doing reels, you're doing TikToks, everyone's like, it needs to be seven seconds or less. Like, how could you possibly get across an entire nuanced argument in seven seconds or a tweet, which is like 280 characters or even a whole social media post, whether it's a carousel post. I mean, you even get a little bit of space in a caption like that's still for so many of these really complex topics around everything from relationships to business building. It's like that's just not enough space to have that full conversation. So I think that we probably have a responsibility to be independent thinkers on some level. But I think sometimes that's hard when you are maybe so fresh out of a breakup like your friend or you're so fresh and you're so new in business. You and I have actually talked about this. I don't think you've talked about this on the podcast But we always talk about how at the beginning of building your business or getting on social media or starting a personal brand, you're so much more susceptible to shiny object syndrome because you're not fully confident in your path yet, right? Like you haven't, like, whereas Danny and I have been doing this for such a long time, I can look at people all around me doing really cool stuff in business and also at the same time be like, that's not for me. And that's also, or that's not for me right now, right? You know, we, we've talked about a lot about team building and stuff like that recently for a long time. That was not what we wanted to do. And then all of a sudden it just is at the right time. So there, there does need to be a bit of discernment. I do think when you are fresh out of a break, up or maybe it's your first big breakup or maybe it's your first big relationship struggle or maybe you're very new to business, you don't have all the perspective yet. You don't have all the information yet. You don't see all the angles yet. So it's sometimes hard to know, is this piece of information for me or is this not for me? And so a lot of times we just get swept away in the little pithy, short soundbite that we take on and then we are because maybe we're not confident in what we're doing, right? We're like, not maybe yeah. this isn't what I'm doing is not working. So maybe I should jump ship and go over and do this. And I do think that, um, you know, it takes time, it takes wisdom, and it also takes a, a level of self-awareness, which I don't think that can be rushed, you know? So what would you say to someone who's kind of feeling that way? Maybe they're feeling like they're doing their breakup wrong, or maybe they feel like they're doing their business wrong. How would you start, I don't know, guiding them to like learn <sighs> self-knowledge? Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of, we've talked about this quite a few times, is kind of following the one person or finding one mentor or one person to listen to because too many inputs starts to make you question yourself and what you're doing and your path. I know when I was going through my divorce, I'd read, I'd started following all these accounts like uh, create the love and, mm-hmm. you know, lots of divorce accounts, lots of breakup accounts, lots of love accounts. And I remember reading things about working things out and I get so mad because I'm like, but I'm trying to work it out and he's not, or it takes two. They don't understand. It's like, it doesn't, it's not just one person that could save this. And I would get triggered very often, but I hired my own coach and I had my own like counselor and I had my friends, my certain friends that I could talk to. And I started to kind of block out the rest of the noise and say like, I'm only going to listen to these people and follow this path because I can't just go off of these, these posts really to I don't know, to diagnose myself, to figure out what I'm supposed to do next, because you're getting new 
you're getting new ideas after like every single scroll. There's something else. And one thing will actually negate the other thing that you just read. Like you'll be reading the complete opposite in another post and then you're even more freaking confused. So my first advice would be to maybe shut off the noise, you know, unfollow some things, especially especially if you're new in business. I think it's mm. really, really important to kind of block yourself off from all the marketing and all the marketers because it's so easy to get distracted by you need to be doing webinars, you need to be doing reels, you need to be doing this and feeling like you're not doing it all, right? And then hire the one coach or the one mentor and listen to what they say and then ask for their advice. Same thing with relationship stuff. You know, maybe it is hiring a relationship coach or guide or something like that or following one mentor, whether it's reading all of their books and kind of sticking to what they say. Like for money stuff, you know, I had my money mentor for a long time. I was following this one woman and there's other people out there like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey and they all have different ideas, but I stuck to one person's philosophy and that's what got me to my goal before I started listening to other people. Because if I was trying to like get out of debt using everyone else's ideas, I would have been stuck doing, stuck at what, you know, stuck in the same space. There's mm -hmm. like, some people have a debt philosophy of paying off everything with interest rate first. Some people say the smallest credit card first. So you have to kind of decide who you're going to follow and just stick with that path so you don't get distracted and derailed on whatever your goals are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that goes to like, who do you relate to the most? For me, when I think about sort of following a, I don't know, a playbook of someone's, I always think to myself, who has the reality I want, right? That's really where you can start. I think like start mm -hmm. with who has the the relationship that I want, who has the success that I want, or who has the business model that I covet, and then go and learn from them. To me, that would be the easiest thing. The second piece, of course, if you are going to follow someone closely and you really believe in, you know, you want to believe in what they're posting and things like that is like, is this person similar energy to you? You know, is this person like a good mm -hmm. vibe? I've certainly been in, you know, uh, masterminds and mentorships where I was like, yeah, this person who's leading it, I don't really like vibe with them. Right. And so whether or not they had amazing advice, for me, it wasn't it wasn't a good fit because it wasn't the right person. So I, I love where you just go. You have to pick one person. I think the way you pick that person is, are they where you want to be? You know, think about that from a relationship standpoint. You know, does this person maybe they don't have the relationship because a lot of these dating coaches and stuff are, are are single, and that doesn't mean they're not qualified to teach. But you know, sometimes they don't have that really that thirty year marriage that maybe you want. But they also have worked with a lot of people. So that's one thing that you can also look at is like, I don't know, go to their website. I'm sure they have testimonials there. I'm sure they have people they've worked with. They have social proof of people who have they've worked with and have gotten them to a level where they feel, I don't know, whatever that outcome is that maybe you're looking for. So do a little bit of extra work. And the other thing I wanted to mention and I got this from Erin Brown. This was like uh, years ago. I remember, I'll never forget her saying this. I think it was a tweet. And she said, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And I love mm. that because sometimes we will see something that flies in the face of what we believe or who we are or what we believe we are, who we believe we are. And it almost feels like an affront. You're like, but that's not, you're like, but not me, right? Like, and she was like, well, if, if it doesn't land for you, it doesn't land for you. That's fine, right? If it's not for you, it's not for you. It's not about you. It's not about you. You don't have to be like, maybe I'll try that on. Trust that you know yourself. You know, trust that, I think you have to trust that you know yourself. And I think the high level of this argument or this conversation really is about, I don't know, and maybe you agree with this, 
I don't think you can do this wrong either. You know, like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I don't, I think we're sort of, I think we're sort of talking about the wrong thing. We're talking about this. I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make the wrong choice. It's mostly preventative. You know, it's like, I want to prevent like anything yeah. bad from happening. And at the end of the day, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. All you need to know is, well, I'm will be, will I be okay? Do I believe I'll be okay? No matter what I choose. There's no perfect handbook for this stuff. There's no perfect playbook for this stuff. You know, you ask one person, like you said, they'll say you should leave immediately. And then you ask someone else like, Hey, you need to work on it. And then, you know, well, how long yeah. did you say that was too long? Like, you know, and it's all these different, like you said, just competing ideas at the end of the day. I don't think you can do this wrong. You can't do this wrong in business can't do this wrong in relationships. All you need to know is, do I have my eyes open and am I learning about myself? And am I willing to then live with my decisions, right? You can't be regretful. You made that decision at the time. That was the best decision that you could make at the time. Whether or not it's the right or wrong decision doesn't matter. It's the one you made. And so at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and I feel like we have this conversation a lot on this podcast where there's no right or wrong way. It just what is the decision that you make and the path that you start taking and then just own that path. And then, you know, you look back and you're like, yeah, that worked out because this and this. And you have to like kind of let go of what could have been. I think you have to just own what you decided and move forward in that direction. Mm, I love that. I think it's so important. We we are really hard on ourselves and we judge ourselves in so many aspects. And it doesn't, it doesn't help. I, one thing I really learned from you, because I'm really hard on myself and I know that I do that a lot and there'd be times where you just would talk me off the ledge of you're like okay you're fine <laughs> like, like you've never been be through so this difficult. before like you don't there's yeah, no way. you've yeah. never been through it before yeah you're supposed and to know how to do I think, it you know what one of one of the pieces on like who to follow is sometimes maybe looking for those those people who have the nuance part of whatever you're going through down so for example uh, we had noir sex therapist Renelle Nelson on the podcast because she helps couples uh, with intimacy issues after infidelity. So if you're just following this generic relationship, these generic relationship posts, and they're talking about what you need to do and how you need to communicate, but they haven't been through infidelity, then they haven't had their partner cheat or they haven't been a cheater. It can make you want to pull your hair out. You're going, but but what about this? But what about, so it's like, find the person who gets that nuanced piece of whatever it is you're going through, whether it is infidelity in the relationship or whether it is, you know, whatever, whatever it is, just find that. If you're listening to, I mean, I was thinking about now in the fitness days, the, sh- the shit that I would say um, about no excuses <laughs> and I didn't have, and I didn't have children and like you're following this 25 year old girl who's posting like, it doesn't matter. You have all the time. You have the same 24 hours as Beyonce. Well, fuck off with that shit because <laughs> Beyonce probably has nannies and she has personal trainer. She has a chef. Like, so if you're following these things that are making you feel bad, find the people who have the other like stars, the other asterisks that you have. So following someone who's telling you no excuses, but they don't have, they're not a single mom with a child at home that has special needs, then they're not talking to you because you have a completely different scenario going on right now. If you're taking care of your mother and your child and you have a full-time job, like that's a lot of shit going on in your world so there's there's too much online that makes us feel bad about ourselves I don't think it's designed to make you feel bad I think a lot of it's designed to empower you and a lot of it's designed to like give people a little kick in the ass when they need it but it feels bad when you have a lot of shit going on in your life and then you're you feel like you're getting kicked in the ass and you're already 
having your ass handed to you. So when someone's saying no excuses, you can make it to the gym, there's time, but you're sitting there caring for an older person in your life who needs their diapers changed and you're caring for a three-year-old who needs their diapers changed and you're a single mom and you have a job. Like, yeah, maybe you can't make it to the gym. Maybe it's not going to be the same for you. Maybe it is okay if you stop by the drive-thru at Wendy's because you're doing your fucking best. So I just think it's so important to be careful who we're following and also just go like, like what you just said. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Like this, great. No excuses for you. That's great. You 26 year old personal Yeah, trainer. I love that you said that because I think, because I work with a lot of gals who are a little bit older and they're starting their online business and they're like, well, why would someone want to coach with me when there's this super, you know, hot 22 year old who has 2 million followers on Instagram? I'm like, that's the reason why they want to follow you. They're 50. Like they would rather follow you who has like yeah. 300 followers yeah. because you get their lifestyle. You understand them versus this, you know, 22 year old who has no other responsibilities. I will also say that, you know, when you see these little sound bites and these little cute, like, you know, pithy sort of one liners, you know, I think it's easy for I mean, these people are doing this as a job, right? So this is their area of expertise in terms of like, this is what they're the best at. And I think sometimes we do compare and we're like, well, I should be there. But remember, everyone who's really good at one thing is really bad at other stuff. You know, that's something that really helps me as I go, wow, this person, you know, yeah, that personal trainer, that's their job. They literally go to the gym every single day. They have a, they don't have a hard time exercising every day. That's their identity. But ask them about their relationship status or ask them about their finances or ask them about their, I don't know, personal development or their happiness, right? So I'm not saying that like, yes, everyone has something bad going on in their life. But at the end of the day, like you have to sort of pick and choose your battles. I don't really think that you can have like the absolute best relationship on earth and also be like crushing it in your you know, career plus be like the healthiest and leanest you've ever been, like there's going to be trade-offs. So when you see someone who seems to have relationships figured out, realize that that's awesome for them, but like that doesn't necessarily have to be you, right? You're doing your best and you want to maybe improve your relationship. You want to improve your business. But at the end of the day, like you're not a relationship coach. You're not a really, you know, it's like, so you have to show yourself some grace and you have to filter it through and go, yeah, that's a really nice idea, but that's probably not for me. And also that's not where I'm like necessarily putting my attention. That's not where I really want to put my attention, you know, and, and this really, this idea really helped me when I was going through my divorce because I was just like, I felt like a complete failure. Like, honestly, I just felt like my self-esteem was in the toilet. I was like, you know, I can't even keep my husband's attention. Who's going to want me? I felt like I was old. I felt like I was unattractive. I felt like I'm just all these things. Right. And what really helped me through that was having my work. I was like, I feel instead of being like, I need to be better and I need to be hotter. I need to be like, and, and really trying to like make up for it. I was like, well, what else in my life am I good at? If I'm not, if I wasn't feeling good at this thing, right? That was the story I was telling myself. I wasn't feeling good at this one part of my life. Then where can I shine? Where can I double down? Where can I still feel a sense of purpose? And I think if you're going through a breakup, you're probably not going to feel like awesome at that time, right? You're going to question things. You're going to worry about, did I do the right thing? Is this person, was that my, my person was, maybe that was the one person. Did I make a, a mistake? You're going to feel those feelings. But I think 
trying to figure out that puzzle is not the best use of your time. Like whatever's going to happen is going to happen over there. Instead, the best use of your time and energy in my mind is to find something else that you do have a sense of self-efficacy with, that you actually can affect, that you can feel in your power, that you can feel a level of self-worth. So maybe if you're feeling like you're struggling in one part of your life, what else can you double down on to, uh, what's the word, to diversify your affirmation, yeah. you know, and I think that's really uh, something to think about too. If, if these relationship posts, these business posts are making you feel some kind of way, remind yourself where in your life you're a badass. And that's always helped me through those times. I love this. I think it's so good to remind ourselves that it's our, it's really our job to make ourselves feel good and to find things that help us feel good. And if that is finding something else we're good at, finding a hobby or just finding some rest or just giving ourselves some compassion for where we are in the moment. I know when I was taking care of my mom, um, I was just doing my damn best to just stay afloat, right? It was a lot of just ex exponential energy output and not a lot of focus on myself. And I realized things that I could do for myself was literally just like self-care. So trying to like brush my hair and take a shower, you know, I, I felt like, and I haven't raised children or a baby, but I felt like what a first time mom would feel like. I'm like, I don't have time to shower. I get up, I help her shower. I make her meals. I have her go sit down. I have to get some work done. And then I got to make her meals again. I have to shower her. Like I was doing so much for her that I was losing myself in that process. And then, you know, I go online and I see these things feeling like I should be doing something else. I should be working my business. I should be going to the gym. That made me feel shitty. I realized the thing that I should have been doing is just doing my best for some kind of self-care. So sometimes that is just taking a bath and, you know, brushing my hair that day. And I think yeah. for some people that's where you might be and that's okay. It's just going, this is my best right now. This is where I'm at. This isn't forever. I think it's always important to remember that wherever we are is temporary. It's not going to be mm -hmm. like this forever. And in order to get through the hard things faster, I guess I I don't want to say faster or better, but in order to get through them with more grace, maybe you got to give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. And that might look like giving yourself the self-care that you're not going to get from the outside. And self-care sometimes looks like unfollowing or getting off social media for a bit. So you're not sitting there beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, w I will say that it's always in those times of uncertainty that we feel the most, uh, we're the most vulnerable to some of these IG therapy type relationship, you know, things. It's like, cause when you're feeling good in your stuff, right. You're like not even seeing that stuff. It's always when, and so recognize, right. Like recognize like, okay, yes, I'm way more uh, like feeling all over the place and feeling uncertain. And then what that does is it just continues to like, it's a feed forward cycle. Then you're like, maybe I don't really know. And then you constantly, but you're available for that. When something's going really well in your business, or something's going really well in your relationships, you're not trying to jump ship. You're not trying to do something else. You're like, you're solid on where you're headed, which is why I think, you know, just recognize if you are in one of those like very uncertain times in your life, like Danny said, you might have to put your blinders on and just be like, cool, I actually can't be available for all of these different prescriptions of how to have a relationship right now because like I am so vulnerable to like 
all of these things and it's messing with my head. And you have to protect your energy and protect, you know, sort of like what you're exposing yourself to. And so I love the idea of unfollowing or just, you know, muting different accounts until maybe you're in a better headspace. And that doesn't make you weak, right? It's like you don't have to expose yourself to this. That's why I love social media. It's like you can curate your feed 100% how you need it to be. And so, you know, think about who are the maybe couple people who I feel like make, make me empowered, don't make me feel insecure, don't trigger me. Who are the people who do make me feel in my power, who do maybe force me to ask the questions to learn more about myself, right? Have more self-knowledge. Because I think if you know yourself better, you're again, a little bit more inoculated to the whims of all of these IG therapy sort of thingies that we see all the time. And so, and same thing with business, you know, I think it's really easy when you don't know your path and you're not set on where you're going and you're not focused, you're so much more susceptible to all of these ideas. Believe me, there's a million ways to arrive at success, a million ways to have a successful relationship, a million ways to uh, have a successful business. It's just, you, you have to get through some of the muck first. Like, right. I think you need to get through a little bit of that muck and realize at the end of the day, these things are, are here for engagement, shares, clicks, saves, like, that's why they're there. The the clickbait stuff, they're there to get attention. They're there to get shares. They're cute little pithy ideas wrapped up in a little bow. And believe me, we do this <laughs> at JillFit. We want people to share our shit. We we do sort of minimize the the nuance, right? It needs to be punchy. It needs to be uh, attention grabbing. It needs to be controversial. It needs to be polarizing. So realize that a lot of these people are marketers too. So always filter it through that as well. Oh, yeah. Marketers be marketing. And y'all, that is really a case, too, is sometimes it is meant to meant to trigger you. It is. And if you're getting wrapped up in it, you're just falling right into the trap that they want. So, <laughs> yep, that's it. There's well, definitely like things I posted to get the comments. Yeah, yeah. The it's comments good, good heated. Yeah, get the comments heated. It's good. It's good for engagement. It's good for showing up in the feed. So <laughs> just recognize, you know, sometimes health, people... But... Yeah. Sometimes people are playing you and you're letting yourself get played. <laughs> um, well, hopefully this is helpful for you guys. I think this is really good. And I think this is a part of a larger conversation or a conversation we definitely should keep having because, you know, I think this stuff is only probably going to get a little bit more sensationalized as the visibility on social media goes down, right? People are going to be looking for things that are going to get people triggered or going to get more attention. So, it's important as consumers of this content that we really have a filtering system that we're going into it with and really, you know, having a, a good amount of self-knowledge and self-awareness so we can discern, is this for me and or is this for me right now, right? And I think that's the, the important question to be asking. So empower yourself and uh, we love y'all. Thank you for listening and thank you for giving us a five-star review and we'll see you on the next episode, guys. <laughs> see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.